Hi friends, we're doing a morning check-in with all the animals. Emmanuel the emu. Emmanuel, good job. Have you heard of him? Stop biting me. He's a famous bird on TikTok and he has avian flu. H5N1 bird influenza has killed more than 45 million birds in the U.S. since the start of the outbreak in February, and virologists and animal handlers have raised concerns about how the owner, Taylor Blake at Knucklebump Farms, is hugging and kissing the sick bird in her viral videos. Those kisses. Some of which have more than 46 million likes. It's cute, but... Doctors say that when a bird gets avian flu, it should be euthanized. Sorry to his millions of fans. This is Pulse Check. I'm Grace Scullion. Here are a couple of headlines I'm watching. On Wednesday, a panel of independent FDA advisors recommended pulling a medicine from the shelf. It's an injection marketed to lower the risk of preterm birth. The FDA says their required trials after the drug was approved under an expedited pathway show the drug is not effective enough to continue being sold. This is pretty rare. The last time a drug with an accelerated approval was taken off the market was Avastin's metastatic breast cancer indication in 2011. HHS is giving 15 states $1 million planning grants for certified community behavioral health clinics. The clinics will offer primary care screening, mental health services, and substance abuse treatment. The long-term goal is to expand the funding to all 50 states. And the Biden administration has a COVID problem. Less than 7% of the eligible population in the U.S. has gotten the new bivalent booster aimed at the dominant Omicron variant. Here's Chris Damar to talk about what they're planning to do to increase uptake. 15 million people have gotten the new updated booster, which is just really a fraction of the population. And we're heading into winter where indications from Europe look like there are going to be a rise in cases again. The Biden administration is doing a few things to try to increase that uptake. They are doing some like media blasts, putting out media campaigns that are trying to reach like people in nursing homes, which tend to have really low rates of vaccination, more rural communities where vaccination uptake hasn't been high. They're going to NASCAR events. They're coordinating with groups of truckers. So they're trying to like cast a really wide net in reaching people who they feel may be under vaccinated or unvaccinated. But they also have like limitations, right? They do not have the money from Congress that they asked for to continue a like big COVID response. And they have actually said that that in this booster outreach, they haven't been able to do as much as they would like to because they just don't have the money to do it. Without the money that the Biden administration has asked for, is there any hope that the population will get as boosted as scientists say we need to be? Publicly, the administration is putting on a very kind of optimistic face and saying, you know, booster rates are going to increase. Usually people get their boosters a little bit later in the fall. So um, they're, you know, putting on a brave face. Um, Privately, however, administration officials have told uh, Adam Kinkren, who co-wrote this last story with me, that they are not expecting a massive turnout for the booster. And they, you know, have 
put that number somewhere like at around 30% or lower, which is, you know, beneath the booster rate that exists right now in terms of like the people who got the first round of boosters. So I think privately, administration officials are, you know, kind of managing their ex- their own expectations. Um, and again, that is partially because they don't have the money that they wanted to do it. But it's also because, People are very weary. You know, all of the things that we know to be true about the way people feel about the pandemic are really, really impacting people going out and getting their shots. There are 350 to 400 people still dying every day from COVID. And now we're hearing about new variants gaining traction that might even be able to evade some treatments that we've relied upon. What are the fall forecasts for the COVID waves we may see? Well, like I said, you know, what we're looking at is what we've been looking at throughout the pandemic is what's happening in other parts of the world. So, for instance, in Europe, hospitalizations where things are colder already, hospitalizations are already spiking. And that is not happening yet if you look at the CDC numbers. But Biden administration officials are pretty concerned that this could happen. The new booster that we have is, you know, designed to tackle BA4 and BA5. And those are still the dominant variants of COVID in the U.S. So from the vaccine perspective, we believe that we should be on track. But we can talk a little bit more about why there's still a question mark on that in a minute. But the problem is that a couple of the treatments that are given to immunocompromised people are not having really good results when it comes to these new variants that are up and coming. So that's really the problem in terms of the new variants that are already in the United States. There are other variants like circulating globally that show greater ability to like evade our immunity to previous strains of COVID. But right now, we're not seeing a lot of those in the U.S. Okay, got it. And I remember last year, you know, after we got the booster, a lot of people still got COVID, just maybe not as serious of a case as before. Do we know yet if people are still going to be getting these new strains, but maybe just not as serious of an illness? Well, I think that that's the open question about the new booster. What's different about this booster is that it hasn't actually been trialed in humans yet, or rather it hasn't been trialed in humans before it was given its emergency authorization by the FDA, which means that we don't actually have a lot of information about how well it is going to protect us from infection, transmission, and hospitalization. That information is supposed to come out like sometime this fall. So at the moment, in terms of breakthrough infections, I don't think we really know what to expect there. All right. Well, thank you so much, Krista. Thank you for having me. As I talked about with Krista, the Biden administration has a booster enthusiasm problem. The message clearly hasn't gotten through as thoroughly and persuasively as we would like. William Schaffner is the medical director for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. Well, I think in general, my colleagues at the CDC are really very good at assessing public health problems and creating recommendations But then they rely on many others to, if you will, sell the car. So they can make the car, 
create the recommendations, but they rely on others to promote the message, to get the word out and persuade people to uh, acknowledge and accept the recommendations. Just to make the job a little more difficult, we're trying to persuade people to get not just one, but two vaccines. It's not only new COVID vaccination time, it's time to get your influenza vaccine because we're anticipating a very brisk winter respiratory virus season. They've been so preoccupied with COVID, they've forgotten that flu can also be a very nasty virus. And that's our show. Our music is by The Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Rees is our producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Grace Scullion. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.